you do any, like, coding or anything? Wait, what? you do any coding or anything? Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, one of my homeboys does more of that stuff. Like, I can make a website, kind of, but it's, like, very mid, if anything. But, yeah, let's, let's get into the episode. <laughs> uh, We're back. Hello, hello, hello. I know you guys have not heard us for a while, but we're back again with another episode of Jesus Pieces. I'm your host, Nikeshuka Apati, and in this show, we come and we dissect um, Christianity and some aspects of it and how it plays a major role in the way people feel and the way they believe and the way they act in society as a whole. I'm with, well, one recurring character and one new character. I'll let them introduce themselves. Let's go with the one that y'all know mostly. I'm back, man. It's JRK. I'm happy to be back, man. This is... This is nice. This is nice. I feel it. I feel it. Yeah, uh, it's Jonathan Bunce. I'm a football player here at St. Thomas. I'm a sophomore, um, a leader at a salt company, and excited to be on. Talk about Jesus. I His feel name it. is not Jonathan. His name is just Bunce. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. Wow. I feel that. I feel that. Let's let's start off with how's y'all um, faith in the Lord at this moment. Any rocky roads? Any turbulence lately? Have you been steadfast and holy in a sense? Yeah, it's always a good question to ask. Always a good uh, posture check. I think for me right now, something that's been really good is my prayer life. I think that's something I've struggled with in the past of being consistent with going to God every day. Mm. And I think with finals being so stressful and different things going on in my life, I needed to go to God okay. and had that uh, deep desire to to be talking to him and just be asking for peace and freedom during this time. And yeah, that was really good for me. Just be like every night, every morning, um, go to God with things that were going on and just try to hear his voice. I feel that. I feel that. And you, my boy? Um, yeah, things are going good. Um, for me, I would say just the community aspect of Christianity has been going really well. We have C group, just had our last like little C group on uh, on Tuesday, which was fun. Just like catch up with the guys before summer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Then I would also say like I really can't say I'm alone in any aspect because I just was talking to Tony yesterday, the pastor, for about 20 minutes. I mean, I have friends that that drive, we drive, we can all meet up and talk about God and just keep each other accountable, hold each other accountable. So yeah. Just the community aspect of it going really well. Okay, I feel that. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, I like to ask y'all now that we have reached um, the summer. Do you think that you guys tend to drift away in the time of summer? Because I feel like there's more distractions now than ever as the summer warmth, the summer weather warms up. There's more events to go through. You're less focused on things that matters because of especially in life, you need ups and downs and you need a chance to recoil. But the thing is, do you feel like now that it's summer, that it'll get worse now? Like, it'll get more enticing to do the, have a hot boy summer and, like, go out, yeah, have all the fun? (laughs) Definitely. Definitely, yeah. I think anytime you go away from a steady routine Mm -hmm. of uh, you have your class schedule every day, you have your church group every Thursday, uh, you have the people you see on Saturday, like, Anytime you get out of a scheduled routine, temptations are always going to come into that. Okay. And, like, I've had this, I, for me, the biggest thing is creating routine when it's not created for you. Oh, okay. So, like, if I have a day where I don't have anything, 
I need a schedule. Okay, today at 9 o'clock, I'm going to go lift. Mm-hmm. 12 o'clock, I'm going to read my Bible, uh, pray, journal until 1.30. Uh, then I'm going to eat. Like, I have to create that schedule or else I end up doing nothing. And then that's when the temptations come in when you don't have anything to fill your time. Mm. I feel that. I feel that. How about you, my boy? No, yeah, it's definitely true. Um, so something I've been working on, actually, which falls within the community that I was talking about is working out more, reading my Bible more, and just, like, tiring myself out. So literally all I can do is read my Bible, eat, go to bed, go to work, and repeat that. Mm. Because I, especially with the summer, yeah, temptations and, and jokes are just just so easy to go do. Mm. And I'm not supposed to be doing them. So, like, yeah. What, what, did, what did we talk about in secret? Like, um, working to be battle-ready and, like, when the temptations come, you already know what to do, so, like, it's easy to, to say no to them and avoid them. Because, mm. like you said, when you're bored and got nothing to do, it's easy to just go out and do jokes. Like, mm. yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Honestly, I think it's it's always, it's it's interesting when I ever hear people talk about, like, let me just fulfill, let me just fill my, my time with things so I never have to battle the temptations, like you were saying before. It's a really easy way to shut out everything else if I'm constantly doing something. But then, like you were saying before, it's it gives room for when it is I am just by myself. I am, like, just, say, chilling on the couch watching TV for me to go and do something that, like you are saying, that you know that you should not do. But do you think that that temptation in and of itself, we should be able to, like, be able to navigate that? Or is that asking too much of our, of our humanly body? to, like, actively push away from, like, the good of it all? Uh, I guess there's kind of two parts to that. I think the first part is everyone underestimates how important their environments are mm-hmm. to their temptations. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I if I go to a bar on a Saturday night and it's 1 o'clock in the morning and I'm trying not to drink, I'm trying not to hook up with a girl, like... You're not, already there? I'm already there. I'm already in that situation. Mm-hmm. The, the odds, I'm no matter what my willpower is, no matter what my discipline is, the odds I'm going to slip up in that situation versus if, am I, if I'm in my bed at 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. going to sleep, going to wake up for church the next morning, right? Like, it's a huge difference. And that has nothing to do with your discipline and your willpower. It has everything to do with the situation you put yourself in. Mm. But the second thing I'd say is don't fill your, like, if you're just filling your time thinking that's that that's what's going to bring you out of sin, then mm-hmm. you're going to end up falling to it once, like, there is a lapse of that time. So for me, like, during fall camp, like, when you're talking about temptations with lust, like, <laughs> every single day we're from football 8 to 8. Like, I have no time to even think about those things. Mm-hmm. But then if you're relying on the distractions to keep you out from real sins that have, like, roots okay. in your psyche, then once you get out of that situation, once I get out of fall camp, then it all floods and hits you. And you, like you said, you weren't, like battle ready you weren't testing yourself in that season where you did have the things filling your time so then once that's removed like the summer you know you're not ready for it Mm, let me ask you a question because this this is crazy right so you got to distract yourself and like keep yourself going too but like how do you test yourself and how do you know you're ready to test yourself or like when god gives you a test how do you know you're ready for it because for the most part, I'm trying. and Like, I've been doing good, but, like, if I am tested, like, I might fail, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, how do you know you're ready to, like, fight that test? 
I'd say there's a difference. There, there's a difference between God giving you a test and you putting yourself in a situation that naturally tests you yeah. when you know it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, you know, if you walk around campus, you're going to have temptations mm-hmm. as a guy. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Those are the types of things, like, you, in some senses, you can't avoid. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to work out in a gym, you can't avoid that. So those are the temptations you have to be ready for. Uh, you have to be, um, you have to be reading scripture. You have to be praying. You have to be very like conscious with where you're looking. Um, but there are some times where it's like, okay, like you know, certain friend groups. Like if you hang out with them, mm-hmm. like certain people, if you hang out with them, like you're putting yourself into that situation. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, there's almost a difference. But I forgot what was your original question. It was pretty much like that, like. Knowing is, when you're ready yeah, for one is because your willpower is never going to be enough. Okay, you try to fight it every time by yourself. Mm. So, like, how do you know you're ready for that test? Is it kind of like being ready for war and seeking war? Those are two completely different things. Yeah, that's what it is, too. Yeah. Oh, okay, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. Hmm, <laughs> but does seeking war make you better? That's what I'd be thinking, cause like, yeah. I'm like no. my willpower is strong. I can <laughs> no. do it, so like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. go out here. I'm gonna make sure I put myself in a situation that I know I'm gonna pass. And then when I pass, I feel so good. Mm-hmm. But it's not me that passed. I like, feel honestly, I feel like that's a dangerous mindset to have. It's so dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for a few for a few reasons, but I'll, let me talk on the good first. Um, when you are able to put yourself in bad situations because I feel like that's when you're best able to preach when you are in the place of the quote-unquote sinners. Like, let's say you are at the bar and you're still just vibing, you're just chilling. You don't need no liquor in your system. You don't need no uh, marijuana, drugs, none of that to connect with these people because at the end of the day, these are all different types of people that we need to, like, realize that we're one with and it's not that I'm better than you. It's that I want better for you. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And the fact... You need to be there to be able to interact with those people. So I, I always, like, step away from the idea of, like, people that go to, let's say, bars, people that do this, they're bad people. Stay away from these environments because of these environments will test you and you will become these people. I feel like with the will of God, you should be able to be able to move inside those situations and still be able to move calmly and freely and still be able to preach inside those situations because it's needed. Definitely. I get what you're coming from. I think I'd probably take a little bit of a different angle towards it. Mm-hmm. For one, like, I know the like the bar or a setting like that is not the only place to interact with people who are living that lifestyle. Like, um, like for me, playing football, like, there's guys that I'm great friends with and see every day for probably, like, hour, two hours a day, and I'm never in a situation like that with them. You know, it's mostly working out football meetings, practice, mm-hmm. um, going and studying, like, stuff like that. And, like, that's where I build those relationships, and that's where I try to do that type of ministry. Because oh, I okay. think it's it's almost like when you look at, when you parallel it with the Gospels, like, Jesus ate with sinners. Like, he went into uh, a tax collector's house and had dinner with them, and the Pharisees were upset because they said, why are you eating with this with this mm-hmm. sinner, right? Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus calls us to do is say, don't shun people who are sinners because we're all sinners, right? Mm-hmm. If you shun a sinner, then God's just shun you. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jesus never went in to a prostitution house 
to okay. minister. You know, he never went, uh, and like there were a lot of places like that in uh, the cities where he was at. There were a lot of opportunities to go in those places, but it never once in the gospel talks about Jesus going into the places where the purpose is uh, sin, almost, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like it is with uh, a bar or a strip club or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Okay, okay. Okay, I feel that, I feel that. The, yeah, nothing else. Ah, the, wait, wait. Can you go back on the? I don't know if this is like what you meant, but like you said that the purpose of the bar is sin. Could you really elaborate on that? Yeah, for sure. And this is something that I think I've honestly talking to Tony. I've grown a lot in the past year, and I haven't really been in this spot um, until probably the past six months. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the bar scene, especially a college bar scene, I'm not talking about you know a adult whiskey lounge or restaurant it's like when you're talking specifically about like a college bar plums tiffs mm-hmm. uh, barneys things like that yeah, yeah yeah the purpose of those places is to go get drunk and to find somebody to hook up with mm-hmm. for that's the background context yeah, yeah I'll, like I'll, I'll agree with that 80 of the people i'll agree with that and it's like you can go and not not be doing those things for sure mm-hmm. but like i know if if i walked in there and you know, have a drink in my hand, 99% of people are going to look at me and say, he supports what this bar, like, is. Basically. Oh, okay. okay. You know, and it's like, I don't have a chance to talk to everybody in the bar and tell them, no, like, what I'm actually doing is, you know, I'm sober and I'm just trying to talk to people and do ministry, you know? Like, mm-hmm. people are going to be like, okay, BS. <laughs> you're, mm-hmm. you're doing what everybody else is doing. I would be very upset if someone pulled up to me at the bar speaking about Jesus in my ear while I'm <laughs> trying to get lit. That is very yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Hmm. Is that kind of the same reason why you're like trying to stop going out? Just all together. I stop going out. Yeah. Do you feel like it's everywhere though, or just bars in particular? I feel like house parties, bars, stuff like that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. like the environment is telling you, it's okay to drink, it's okay to smoke, it's okay to do whatever is happening here. Mm-hmm. And that's person that what I stand for. Like, you know, I'm not gonna judge anyone. I'm gonna have left everyone but like mm-hmm. I just can't stand for that so like and especially for me because like I've been out and done all that stuff before mm-hmm. it's easier for me to go that route and go back downhill than it is to climb uphill oh, okay. and then on top of that it's harder to disciple people and reach that audience because like you said you don't want someone preaching here about Jesus when you're when you're drunk or you're getting lit like mm-hmm. you know so there's a time and a place for everything and I feel like that's just not the time and the place to go disciple people oh, especially okay with like your image too because like you're not it's not only your image it's god's image so like mm-hmm. you know how does that look on that church right and then i go to tips right after it do you all think that's actually a bad thing terrible thing really very bad yeah hmm. no like that's actually like terrible i see i pose this question like if if you saw someone who you knew was a strong christian right and professed mm-hmm. their faith and um professed a certain lifestyle and you saw them at TIFFs with a drink in their hand, like, what would be your thoughts sort of? Would there be any thoughts, or is it, like, I guess from your perspective, like... Um, someone is a strong, devout Christian, and they're drinking. Are they being belligerent? Just say, just say you see them at just, TIFFs, maybe with a drink in their hand, not. Like, is there any... They're not. That can be scratch that question. We're trying to get honest. <laughs> okay, okay, that's why we're here. That's why we're New here. New Year's Eve. All right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like a month after I got baptized. Okay. And I fell into sin. Mm-hmm. Like, 
bro, what are you doing, bro? Like, you're supposed to be a Christian. Why are you drunk right now? Why are you high right now? Did you not? Did that not change how you thought of me when I was profound in my faith and then I'm drunk and high sitting right next to you? Oh, uh, not in the grand scheme of things. But it changed it a little bit because those were the things you said to me, right? Probably, so okay. So it's like, you know. You know what? General, That's fair. That's general, fair. That's it, fair. It makes it harder to trust someone that is a strong Christian, right? But then you see them drunk right next to you. Mm, I feel like that's more of like the the human aspect of ourselves to naturally judge because of I think we all feel like being drunk and being high and doing all that stuff is bad. Yeah. But it's more of like since we're all doing it together, it makes us all feel better. Yeah. And when there is a holier-than-thou person not doing those things and then they eventually do those things, I feel like it's more people are trying to finally get their hits in yeah. than anything else. It's not even like they actually care that you're preaching or do anything or yeah. they actually care that, they're, that you're drunk or anything. I feel like it's more like, wow, you are now like me. Yeah. How do you feel that you are like me now? Yeah. yeah. But I don't think that's more of like a... I feel like that's more of like a pretty human thing than an actual like Christian religious aspect of it. Like I don't believe you're less Christian now than you were before. Yeah, but like it's still an attack on your character and your identity because now that you have found Christ or whatever, and then now you're drunk next to me is like, what are you doing? Ultimately, that's the question: What are you doing? Mm. I think too, it's like when people like part of the Christian message is that it's countercultural. It's different. This is a way of life that isn't like everything else. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a different path to live life. Mm -hmm. And then when people say, like, I'm struggling with this, this, and this. Um, like, this is the lifestyle I'm living. Mm -hmm. And then they see this Christian person doing the same thing. They're like, why would I give my life to Christ when the person who gave their life to Christ is doing the same thing as me. Yeah. I feel like that's more of, like, the culture we live in than the actual aspect of the religion. Because of, let's say, we move this to, let's say, we're in, like, Italy, where drinking is, like, everybody drinks, drinking is okay, because mm -hmm. nobody's drinking excessively, because it's part of the culture. It's not, you're not breaking the culture oh, by being yeah, drunk, in a sense. So if I was in, like, Italy, and you saw someone that drinks, that was drinking reasonable amounts because the reason why I feel like here we see people that are drunk as bad because we see people that drink as a gateway to being an alcoholic. The act of being excessive is what's against Christianity. That's what I feel like what it is. Not the act of just drinking because you could casually drink. Didn't you just have wine? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty so there's things like that. There's things like that where it's like it's not this that we're accustomed that we're like, wow, that's wild. It's it's more of like being very drunk and we have that image of people that just being bad for society when they're overtly drunk and they're walking around the work walking around the streets after like let's say they were just at let's say plums and they're causing a havoc that's what we're saying is against god that's what we're saying is against being christian not like the original aspect of it but yeah i know yeah that's a good point and i think you you look at the same a similar thing in the epistles mm -hmm. um because there was the the rift between the Jewish Christians and the Gentile Christians. So the Jewish Christians grew up uh, in a Jewish lifestyle where they had to eat kosher, mm -hmm. uh, regard the Sabbath like with extreme holiness. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. uh, they had to be circumcised. Like there was these strict laws. There's laws. Yeah, yeah that strict you had to regulation yeah. and laws. And when they became Christians, like that didn't just go away for them. Like mm -hmm. they didn't simply say like, okay, now I want to eat. 
uh, non-kosher meats. Mm, like, mm-hmm. now I want to do all these things that are against the Jewish law, even though Christ opened those Christ opened those things to Christians once he died on the cross mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, did away with mud, a lot of the um, the Jewish, like, dietary restrictions. Okay. But Paul called the Gentile Christians to say, like, don't cause your brother to stumble. Like, if you eating non-kosher meat causes your Jewish brother, your Jewish Christian brother to to stumble and okay. sin and think he's sinning, then it's a sin for you to eat it, even though eating non-kosher meat wasn't a sin. So there is a lot of context in terms of mm, what okay, becomes okay. sin and what isn't sin. That makes sense. That makes sense. Wait, hold on. Give me a moment. Forgot to put this up. I'm out. You know? Yeah, that's crazy. I'm going out the other way. <laughs> I don't know why I have my own. You guys see? Oh, okay. oh yeah. <laughs> you see? All right, guys. What are you off to? I'm away. Mm, yeah. right. I'm, I'm not here to attack Christianity. <laughs> I'm here to attack capitalism. But, <laughs> <laughs> wait, what was the last thing you said? If if what you do is making someone else stumble, it's a bad thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 That makes me think about um, the idea that Christianity, or well, religions in a and in a whole, is not about the religion, but it's more about keeping keeping community and society st- uh, sane. Hmm. Because of when you f- one thing I've learned, I've I've mentioned this um, on a couple other episodes, where if you were to follow a religion, it's super. You realize that good things come with a religion because it teaches multiple things. Uh, for example, um, it teaches you consistency. It teaches you uh, discipline. It teaches you how to give things up. And those are those three factors are a thing for living a great life. Yeah. Sure. So if you were to follow the, the Bible, you are in a sense following what leads you to a good life. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's kind of that's what it makes me think of. So it's interesting where when you're saying that... Um, it's more focused on if your actions cause someone else harm, that that is in and of itself harm. But you doing this is not harm. So it brings me to ask, <laughs> is it not the rules that are important, but the consequences that are important? I guess let me think on answers. There are some things... Where mm-hmm. the rule is the important part. So, for certain sins and certain things, it's clear that there's not a lot of wiggle room in terms of uh, jealousy, lust, pride, anger. There, there's these things where it's clear that, like, God says... Um, like these actions are sinful, right? Okay. And then there's other things where, like we were talking, like there's a little bit more wiggle room mm-hmm. where God in the Bible never says you can't have a drink, like you can't social drink once it's uh, past the legal age, right? Mm-hmm. He never, he, like you said, Jesus had wine, mm-hmm. right? This, this wasn't, um, alcohol is a gift from God mm-hmm. and it's meant to be used in the proper way. Mm-hmm. But, I guess I'll give you two examples. Like, if I'm with my parents after I'm 21, 
on Thanksgiving and my mom offered me a glass of wine and uh, they all know my view, they all know my faith, they all know what I believe and they're offering me a glass of wine. I don't think that's sin in that situation because that's me enjoying alcohol with my family mm-hmm. once, once it's legal. Mm-hmm. If I'm 21 and um, like some of my freshman teammates are say, hey, let's go have a drink, right? And I'm having a drink with them, I'm supporting them being underage, drinking, and possibly getting drunk. Okay. So while technically I'm doing the same thing, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm having a drink. But the context is different. The context makes it different, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess there's cert- like in every context, adultery is bad. Right, like in every context, like yeah. somebody cheating on his wife. Well, it seems kind of yeah, fair. You know? <laughs> but um, there's some things where, like, I guess I'm trying to think of another example. I feel like we're talking a lot about uh, drinking. I don't <laughs> want to make that the the topic of uh, every conversation. But um, for lack of a better analogy, um, stealing is not always it's not always bad in a sense because there is times where you're stealing for family yada 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 like food and things like that maybe i don't know <laughs> <laughs> not in this day and age fair that is yeah. fair that's fair there's i don't know i'm trying to think of um something else that it really depends on the context I don't know. I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you think that you've grown? How much do you think you've grown over this year since we're coming to an end? Definitely, I'd say if I look back at this year, it's it's been the biggest year of growth I've seen since I, I first became a Christian when I was a, a junior in high school. Mm. For sure. Um, how so? I think definitely just being led by older community members has been the biggest thing. Like I, I have Tony in my life, which is, which is huge. Uh, my other uh, group leader, Jack Miller, he's um, out of college and David Malms who works with FCA. Like having guys where you see like that dude is clearly farther down the path than I am. Like okay. I see the fruit of their life and can see like, I can see Christ through them easily. Mm, okay. You know? okay. And, um, it's like anything, like when you're, uh, when you're an eight year old kid Mm -hmm. and you watch, uh, a high school athlete, Mm -hmm. you're like, holy crap, (laughs) this guy's amazing, right? (laughs) He could dunk? If I ever get to that point in my life, like I'll be fulfilled, right? (laughs) And then you get to be a high schooler and you're like, (laughs) this wasn't even that good. (laughs) (laughs) You know? And then you look to college and then you look to the pro, it's the same thing. So Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know exactly what. Uh, what point I'm at along that continuum, mm-hmm. but it's really cool to see guys that have been following Christ longer than you in an extremely devoted way, mm-hmm. and you see the fruits of that through their life. Mm. That, is, that is interesting, because I remember I had a coffee I had coffee with um, Tony, and he was talking, I was like, yeah, people think that I'm far along with my um, with Christianity and my religion and what I believe in, but then he, he was like, if I point to people that I've been looking towards like for the, my whole time being a christian mm-hmm. i realized that there's other people that are literally a hundred times more uh selfless than i am there's a lot more people that actually have true love than i do mm-hmm. for my own self and he found it he found it very interesting how people can naturally like just grow in faith to such level in such a short period amount of time mm-hmm. because of uh how old is tony uh 25 30 23 23 he's young wow 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 
you know what? He seems wise. That's why I'll just I'll <laughs> yeah. chalk it up. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Um he was mentioning people was like, Yeah, no, I people I know people that's in their fifties and sixties that's really been like doing this for a while now. And the reason why we were talking about this, because of I was like, why haven't we if if as a Christian if Christians, if their whole things was the betterment of everybody else, I feel like we'd easily be able to uh, fix things like world hunger. Though that should be mm-hmm. a thing that we could put in the back burner because the majority of rich people are Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So is that, is that a true stat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. If you were to look at most, most, uh, especially in America, yeah. If it's in America, the most rich people are like Christians. Um, where was I going with this? Uh, Sorry. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, um, if we're really truly trying to help people, I feel like we could do so much. But the thing is, not everybody is far along in their life as an actual Christian, as a true believer of Christ, mm-hmm. that they aren't able to be selfless and give up that little, that little that would be able to help so many. So, yeah, that was mm-hmm. one of the biggest um, things that he was talking to me about. Yeah, that's true. I, I've looked at that a lot, too, and I was kind of asking Tony the same questions. It's like, you know, if Christianity's good, like, why aren't we Wait, seeing... hold on, real quick. Tony's 23? 23. What the fuck? Maybe, I'm 21. Maybe but it's, it's... He's really young. I know, I, I realize he's only, like, three years older than me, and... Like <laughs> All right, fair enough. Okay, yeah, no, keep going, keep going. Um... Yeah, I was like, so if Christianity is true, mm-hmm. right, and what the Bible says is true, like we should able, we should be able to see that since the the start of Christianity that the world is becoming a better place, right? Like that the world because of Christians, because of the Holy Spirit moving through Christians and because of the teachings of the Bible that it should be a better place. And um, I was like, is that is that true? Can we see that? And he, like Tony unequivocally said, yes. Like when you, when you look at like human rights, like human rights organizations are because of Christianity. Like, and I'm not, I'm not gonna, I haven't really uh, dove into this myself to, to be sitting here uh, talking about it. <laughs> okay. 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 But um, like humans rights organizations, like abolitionist movements. Um, yeah. For Douglas was a Christian. Was he a Christian? Pentecostal Christian, something like that. Okay, keep going. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, all those things are Red um, Cross. Yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Most um, foundations are Christian, mm-hmm. but continue. And I'm not, I'm not trying to say like there's um, like some of the best people I know mm-hmm. are not Christian. So there's mm-hmm. it's not um, it's not like you have to be Christian to be a good person. Quote unquote good person in mm-hmm. relative views of 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 most people at all, but. I do think that, like, if you think about it, if God created the world, mm-hmm. right, and he um, created the scripture through uh, um, through people, but it's his scripture and his okay. words, yeah, right? Yeah. What it says in there should be perfect according to his design, and his design should be the best thing for us. Okay. Like, if, he, if, if you create something and then you tell people the best way to live in that creation, like, that should produce the best fruits. Okay, yeah. So, um, and I saw, I think that's really important to study and, like, understand, like, is, um, is Christianity good for the world? And, um, I think my, my simple answer is yes, but something I need to look more into. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, you mentioned, you said you started your Christian, um, 
liftoff or launching point was set, uh, junior year of high school. Why was that? There's a, there's a lot of things going on in my life in that uh, in that time frame. So it was the the fall of my junior year, mm-hmm. and I I'd say I'd, I was nominally Christian my whole life. So I if you would ask me, I would have said yes, I'm Christian. I believe that Christ rose from the dead, and I believe I'm going to heaven. But it wasn't until a couple of my buddies invited me to go to a youth group, and um, it's it's not it's a really experience I couldn't really explain. How so? with you, but when I went, um, I realized like that's where I needed to be. That's I felt God's presence in that moment, and I'm not I'm not really a a super feely guy. Okay. You know, I'm not like um, like when I go to you know church on Thursdays, I'm not like oh man, like I feel like God right now, or I feel <laughs> all this. Like um, that's not really my thing, but I felt God, and when I when I went on a Wednesday night, my sophomore or my junior year. And I mean, part of it too, was just seeing like, these are my two best friends and like, they're really taking this seriously. Like they care about this. I had never seen that before. Like everyone else I knew that was Christian in my life. It was like, you know, this opinion, that opinion, you know, you can do whatever you want. You know, uh, some of my friends were Catholic. Some of them were Protestant, you know, just like, it just seemed like a jumble that didn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And then once I realized that some like, there were people that said, like, no, this is the most important thing in your life, right? Christ rose from the dead, and your response to that is the most important thing you'll ever do. Like, that's when it hit for me, and that's um, – and I don't, I don't think I'll ever be able to explain that story in a way that makes sense to anybody but myself. Okay. Did you see, like, an image that happened? Was this... No, no image, but – So it was just, like, an overwhelming knowing yeah, huh. that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Did that make you want to like work out more? Keep it to your like, um, holding your energy. What was like the ideas that came forth from that experience? My first response was, like, I want to like start taking this seriously. Like, what do I need? Like, what does it mean to be a Christian? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how do I live a Christian life? Because um, to me. It never, like, I was, like, struggled with that, too, when I was, like, I knew I was doing certain things that, like, weren't Christian. I'm like, how do I deal with that? Like, what is, um, what does that mean? And once I figured, like, this is the most important thing in my life, I'm giving my life to Christ, it was like, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Right? And I was lucky. I had some really good leaders in my life um, that had kind of been through a similar path. And, you know, he got me into reading the right scriptures, um, journaling, praying, um, doing a lot of things that helped me. Uh, grow really quickly, but um, I guess I'm forgetting what the original question was. But uh, yeah, the first the first response for me was like, okay, like what do I do now? Like, what, how do I how do I respond um, in the way that Christ wants me to to mm-hmm. this good news? Mm-hmm. I feel that I feel that one thing that I've started to like notice, it's kind of um, a lot of Christians I've met they seem like minor superheroes that's like the energy and like the idea that i get from the Mm -hmm. average christian because it's like they've received a duty to not in a sense save everybody but to administer them to get to the point where they can be saved and it's kind of like if they don't save the person they kind of feel like bad because like they let them down they let jesus down they let all these different type of people down 
over this. And I feel like that's like a huge burden to have upon a person. That's what I find interesting of it. Definitely. I know I've talked to Tony about that. Um, Like being a pastor, like every Mm -hmm. time you get on stage, you feel like the weight of the world's on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. Like people are clinging to the words I say. Like if I say the wrong thing, that could lead people away from Christ. Like there's an immense weight when you feel like the message you're spreading is so important, right? Mm -hmm. But I think in the last three years, something I've really learned is, like, you aren't that important. Okay. And you're not really, like, I think it's a pride thing thinking that you're going to be the guy to lead somebody to Christ. You're going to be the person that makes a difference in this person's life. It's like, no, you're not. Christ Christ is the person that's going to make the difference. Mm, And if Christ wants to get to that person, you could say, 99 of the wrong words and something clicks for that person like you it's not it's not about you it's about christ Mm -hmm. and you know that's a hard message to internalize i'm not like i I definitely still struggle with it you think you know what you say in the group or um what you text somebody or what you say when you meet with somebody one-on-one is going to make the difference but that's just not the reality Mm. you're just not that important you're not that big i feel that i feel that but all right, I say thank you for showing up, man. I yeah. enjoyed this conversation a lot. Um, I've put some new things in perspective. It was pretty nice, pretty nice. Um, well, if you listen this far, make sure you leave a like, follow. Um, is there still salts on Thursdays, or is that till next year? Uh, there's going to be summer salt, yeah. So we're going to be, I should know when <laughs> we're doing it. Uh, I believe it's Wednesday or Thursday, though, and then we'll also be doing, uh, you'll have uh, C groups every week, too, so. Hopefully it will keep some sort of structure within everybody's lives if they're going to be around campus and mm-hmm. want to get involved. So. I feel it, I feel it. All right, y'all. Yelts.